In a world in the year 2017. In a time of tradition. In a city where anything can happen. In a war that isn't his. Every day in New York City. On the Miami Police Force. In the deep south. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the video store for another episode of Late Fees, the show where we take your favorite directors and favorite genres, put them on blast, and figure out if they deserve to stay or if it's time to toss those bitches out of the video store. I am your host, Justin Davis. I'm here with Pat, Pafifi, and Cam. What's going on, everybody? My weakness is water. (laughs) (laughs) As as you... (laughs) As you can hear now, or you've probably seen from the title of this episode, we are talking about M. Night Shyamalan. This is a long-awaited episode. I think it's one of the first episodes that fans of the show actually like asked us, can you please do this episode? And we were like, we're going to wait because we knew this Glass movie was coming out in a couple of months. And uh, it's finally here, and that was like the first thing we said like in December last year. We were like, we're going to do M. Night in January. Maybe, maybe Unbreakable and Glass are like... Pat's bio story because I've never seen him with the water. Like I, no, I've not. He's here. Pat is drinking. <laughs> Maybe actually you're right. He might actually like he might actually be weak when it comes to water. Bro. That is so true. I've <laughs> never seen Pat drink water. I've never seen him drink water. Drink Only Lacroix. Lacroix. That's not what. That is not water. water. That's not water. Hey. Lacroix and beer. Lacroix is like your your nicotine patch. It is. It is. <laughs> M night man. He, it's funny because I just asked Pat, like, was he going to crack open a liqueur like Stone Cold Steve Austin before we started this? I'm still going to. I've got him on deck. I've got him right there. Oh, wow. He's got the lime LaCroix. Turn on the Stone Cold music. We're going we're gonna to be cracking up or no, another uh, Pat Weiser. Uh, the... I didn't. I didn't open a Lacroix because I had opened a beer because we just had a Cliff's pizza. Yeah, shout out to uh, Cliff. Shout out to Cliff. Oh my God, it was good. Finally, I had one. Amazing. Oh, I've been waiting forever, and it was so good. So we we ate a Cliff's pizza. We we talked about things. We all saw Glass last weekend. I saw Glass in Portland last yeah. weekend. You saw it with Cliff, actually. I saw it with Cliff yeah. in Portland. Literally I Literally keeping it weird. Yeah, yeah. keeping it very weird. <laughs> keeping it very weird. And in Portland, saw the movie last week. Uh, but what I also did was watch a you know a bunch of M. Night movies over yeah. the week. I watched Unbreakable for the first time, actually, which is actually crazy. Yeah. Had never seen the movie. Uh, saw The Village for the first time. Oh. And I went back and watched Sixth Sense again. And uh, I watched The Happening. So You'd seen that before? I'd seen The Happening before. You I'd seen it before. Two for four. Yeah, those. two for four on, on those movies. Uh, I, I hate you guys once again for making me do this. Um, I, I mean, just just a, a quick rundown. What did you uh, did you watch anything over or did you watch the, anything? The only thing I rewatched was Unbreakable, and I didn't even make it all the way through that. I I feel like the guy has been a constant presence in my life, uh, even though he, I don't like him that much. I yeah. don't know. I mean, he's never gone away. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I feel like I've always been talking about his movies. I yeah. didn't really need to... 
I, I, I haven't seen Sixth Sense in a really long time. His movies are almost like memes because we only remember the twists of these movies. Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen The Village, but I knew what the twist was. But yeah. actually, I was told the twist, and I was told by someone that what the twist was, but it was wrong. Yeah, okay. It was like a, it was exaggerated version of it yeah. where it's like... I mean, I, I guess spoilers, but yeah. the, but she's hit by the car. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. When she didn't get hit by the car, I was like, I know how it's going to end. She's going to get hit by the car, yeah. and it's gonna, credits are going to go, and it, yeah. it doesn't happen. Or The Happening, where it was just like, somebody was like, bro, it's literally just plants. I it's haven't it. seen The Happening since I was like 10 when it first came out. Even <laughs> at that age, I knew it was bad. The amount of movies that you have seen at a young before age. you even <laughs> had hair on your, on your face is amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> The, I mean, that's not saying much. I just started growing hair on my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, me too. <laughs> uh, the the happening was crazy because it was like the first of his movies where it was like, oh, the twist is literally just in the in the trailer. Like every like there wasn't any like, oh, there's some, like another thing. Yeah. Like once you've seen the movie, like it was just plants. Like yeah. that was that was when it was like, wait, what? Yeah. Who is who is who is M Night Shyamalan? Like, what has he been doing this? Absolutely. Time? And so we we come at this crossroads here where we have, <clears throat> and again, spoilers. We have Glass, which, uh, I mean, before we even review it, I'll just go ahead and spoil it now. It's not a good movie, and we have these other bad movies that he's been uh, involved in. It's like where where do we start here? So I guess we start really at the timeline of. The good ones, or the good one, or the yeah. good two. Like, are are we of the mind that there are two good M Night Shyamalan movies? I'm of the mind there are three. Okay, what's your three? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow this up with some with some stats for that. Yeah, ass. The, three, the, the three are Six Sense. Okay. Uh, Unbreakable. Okay. And Signs. Okay. I think the Six Sense and Unbreakable are pretty unassailable. Like you, those are undeniably, I would say, good films. Right. Signs. You're probably gonna be on your own tonight. Yeah, that's fine. Well, that's fine. Let Let's go to. I know this, we hate this site. Oh. I know Pat hates this site. We're just gonna before we go through, we're gonna go to the critical reception from Rotten Tomatoes. Here. The critical reception of this, we we ran through it before we started recording. It's maybe the most accurate Rotten Tomatoes uh, ever. Like of an into, like of an entire person. It's like oh yeah, I, I sign off on I'm <laughs> basically of all of this. Okay, so I'm not going to do his, like, 92, Praying with Anger, It Wasn't Rated, or Wide Awake, Never Seen It, Never Even Heard of yeah, It. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 1999, Sixth Sense, 85%. Yes. To, to date, his highest rated. Yeah. Highest rated movie. Unbreakable, 69%, which is, to me, insane. I think it's better than Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think now Unbreakable is regarded as, like, his, his best his film. Best Time movie. out, we're glossing over something on this Rotten Tomatoes. Like. What? M. Night was a screenwriter for Stuart Little? Yeah. Yes, he was. Like, yeah. That's, that's wow. like some of the best M. Night trivia. Wow. He might be the only credited writer on the script, actually. I don't know. I'd have to check. But Why? Man, <laughs> honestly, do a children's it's, movie. A, it's a lot better of a script than like a lot of his other movies. Yeah, but I mean, he had he had a lot to go off of. Yeah, and also, he, did, he didn't direct it, so... Oh, there we go. I he think... couldn't, like... He, the twist would have been, like, that the mouse adopted the family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck... So, uh, Signs had a 73% Rotten Tomato score. The Village, 43%. Lady in the Water, 25%. The Happening, 18%. The Last Airbender, I'm pretty sure, like, it, people are expecting this one. It was 5%. All widely considered... Yeah, a crazy three-movie streak of, like... Yeah. Terrible movie. And he was continuing <laughs> yeah. to get bags for these movies. Uh, After Earth, 11%. The Visit... That, I mean, that... Wait, 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 hang on. It's Lady in the Water. Yeah. The happening. Well, I mean, you can start with the village because that got forty three percent. Okay, okay. The village, the village, but the village was like his first like misstep. It yeah, was like true. Dud, he yeah. he could have still fig- like it would have been like oh the village like 
I see what you're going for. It didn't work out, but you came back with like another good one, and it was fine. Yeah. Instead, it was like Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water was just a worse version of the Village. Right. And then the happening came out after that. Yes. And then the Last Airbender. Yeah. They and then After Earth, the visit, which was supposed to be his—I mean, it was only a two-year break, but it was—it was him going back to horror. Yeah. So to speak. And like a small movie. <laughs> yeah, very small movie, very very low budget. Uh, sixty-six percent. Uh. Hey, that's a W. You go from eleven to and, and then <laughs> split. Yeah. two that's years a, ago. I mean, if you were taking, if you were like in a uh, in a math class and you went from like you got an eleven on a test <laughs> and then on your next test you got a sixty six. But I think at that point the teacher's like, there must have been something here in the curriculum they really didn't didn't yeah, that's match true. up with. That's true. Yeah. There was something yeah. that you weren't understanding yeah, yeah, here yeah. that you understood here. Yeah. Well, what I think it is actually is the less people. In the movie, the better it does. The better it is. Well, mm, like, doesn't After Earth just have like the two of them? Yeah, and yeah. then you got you got Glass. It's like there's like five people in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Split got seventy six percent, and a lot of people would consider Split to be like a return to form for M Night. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the bait and switch. I still say to this day, like I don't like the ending to Split whatsoever. I think the movie, like. The movie is entertaining, yeah. but I wouldn't say on a filmmaking level it's much better than The Visit, which is another, like, it's fine, it's a rental, it's yeah. an MA. It had a better twist. Yes. In until... that there was no twist. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, like, it was it was a small, like, predictable, like, by yeah. the numbers yeah, twist. Yeah, yeah, uh, The ending of Split, I do remember sitting there being like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like... The kind of like the the twist of split was that like it's M night. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm still it's still me. You might have thought I was making a small return to form, but this is a prequel or a, a sequel to my movie from twenty years ago. It's something that I wrote allegedly years ago, the ending to. So I mean, you know, it it, it kind of it, it's, it's a skewed little little uh, filmography for him yes. as far as the last four years, four or five years. For, I've, I've grown like more and more intolerant of like gimmicks. Yeah. And the ending of Split was like the biggest gimmick It was the gimmick biggest gimmick ever. ever. Yeah. And I was like, but it was so big that I was like, oh, okay, guy who's pissed me off a lot. <laughs> like I, I'm in on this one. But you look at this. He had he had two back to backs, so he had two back to back good solid movies that people would say were good. Um, we're gonna get to Glass in a few. Let's talk about. I mean, let's let's talk about our first feelings of seeing the Sixth Sense. I remember those commercials for Sixth Sense and being like, "Holy shit, this this could really change the world." My mom rented this movie and Blockbuster and watched it. We all watched it together. Yeah. I just remember being fucking afraid of it and running into another room with yeah. my mom. It was like, it was transformative for her. She fucking loved the movie. Yeah. You know, you go back and watch Sixth Sense now, it's, it, you, knowing the twist, does that really kind of change you guys' view of, of the Sixth Sense at this point? Yeah, and it's why Unbreakable is his best movie to me because you can watch Unbreakable and just kind of be like, even though you know the twist of Unbreakable, it's still like a really like of its era, like kind of gritty feeling, like just straight thriller. And it's very, it's kind of like sparse and like you watch the scenes and you don't exactly know what's going on. Yeah. But Sixth Sense, you can only watch knowing that he's a fucking ghost. Like you can't really pay attention to anything else. You can really only pay attention to how, how the scene is set up to make you not realize the first time around that he's already dead. Yeah. I mean, they, that basically, I think for anyone of, of our age, it's... Like, the Sixth Sense invented 
the movie twist. Like, it didn't, obviously. It didn't. But it, it like, it, still, 20 years later, it's still, like, the <clears throat> twist ending. He became the twist guy. Yeah. So, points for that. So, you but, can kind of say, like, this is, like, the beginning of, like, M. Night becoming who he is, like, today, yeah. as we know him. With as far as twist and everything. It's the yeah. same conceit. I think there's only one movie in his filmography that, that kind of goes away from that conceit. And it's probably uh, After Earth. What about The Last Airbender? Is there a twist in the I don't Airbender? even know, bro. I, I will it. never yeah. watch that movie. Yeah. I still haven't seen all of the actual show. I would never watch the fucking Yeah, I think I think this would just piss you off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, in 99, I mean, 99, Sixth Sense, 2000, Unbreakable. Really quick turnaround. Yeah. Same like, main actor in, yeah. in both movies. Yeah. Uh, kids also a big theme in M Night movies loves working with children. Yeah. Uh, but Unbreakable, a movie that I had never seen before until last week. I don't even know why I hadn't seen it before. I I think I I'm I, it's really yeah, hard for I, me to understand I, why I, I didn't I see it. Here's why you hadn't seen it because this is why I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, look, I saw Sixth Sense and I remember seeing the day I saw Sixth Sense. I rented it with my cousins and I watched it while I was supposed to be watching the first time that Goku turned Super Saiyan it was the <laughs> same day they aired that episode. And I was so scared of Sixth Sense that I was awake for Midnight Run. Yeah, the old Toonami thing. Yeah. And so I got to see it anyway. That's the dope. Super Saiyan transformation. We are way back in the, in the early 2000s, <laughs> late 90s at this point. I was so scared. Of Sixth Sense, and I was really fucking scared of signs after I saw it too. Like when the fingers coming under the doors, I was yeah, terrified. that was in the trailer. Dead people, shit for me when I was like a kid, that scared the shit out of me, bro. Like, but I don't, as a line now, when we watch it, it's like, why the fuck did this scare us? Was it Haley Joel Osment? It was because it it wasn't like now. Well, I saw it as like me as like it's another kid. Like you were one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, I was legit like that's, seven. That's why it was scary because a lot of the other, like the, the mystery part of Sixth Sense is like him trying to solve the death of another kid. Like it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I remember like, actually this was, this is the thing I still think about, uh, you know, when I think about gun violence and kids. So if you think filmmaking is not powerful, it totally is. And this isn't even that good of a scene. But I remember when he like, like, he's in the hallway, and that kid is like, come on, I'll show you where my dad keeps his gun. And he, like, turns around, and, like, the kid has, like, shot himself because, like, he didn't know what he was doing with the gun. I was like, what the fuck is this, man? Like, this is horrifying. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, Six Sense was scary shit. But this wasn't, I well, the, the, I remember the trailer, I remember the trailer for Unbreakable was kind of, Aiming yeah. towards it being a horror movie. Yeah, but it wasn't. But like, it, it wasn't. It was like, the, and the reason that I think, like, probably you and I wasn't, even though Sixth Sense was such an impactful movie. Because I would have fucked yeah. with this movie when yeah. I was a kid it's, if I had known. It seemed boring. Like, yes. It seemed, it didn't, now anybody will tell you, like, oh, it's actually a really good superhero movie. Mm -hmm. Or that might, you know. But no one would have said that back then. And that no. wouldn't have been how they advertised it. It wasn't. Like, I just remember the you don't train. Know what the fuck it is? You yeah. know, it's a movie about a guy on a train and that didn't like, die. Yeah, that's been so fucking boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, "M Night's new movie is a guy that can't die." Like I was like, "That's yeah. that's whack as fuck." Yeah, the the old one was like scary and cool. Yeah, uh, two thousand was a really weird, really weird, weird year. I was watching the, the Matrix. Millennium. Yeah, like I was I was watching the Matrix over the weekend also, and I was like. 2000 was like probably like the last real year of like movies before like 
a long time because right after you had 2001 obviously we know what happened that year yeah they weren't making a fucking movie about a train crash after <laughs> exactly that. and and then it was like 2002 was probably one of the worst years of cinema ever other than spider-man so you think shit just got like safe yeah she got, she, it got really really got safe really so like unbreakable came in during like really one of the last kind of like auteur years yeah. that you could have um in, in cinema really because i mean after that it was very safe a lot of comedies a lot of like very like deep and, and dour movies about pain and getting over pain, but this movie like takes a lot of chances and it's and it's a really it's a super movie it's true yeah. but it's also like a family drama. Oh true. yeah, it's facts. It's facts. He he like you were saying he likes like he really likes family drama elements. Yeah. When I was watching, I, I was looking at his discography earlier or discography filmography, filmography Christ. <laughs> uh and uh well, let him not get get to yeah. record now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh the twist is yeah. it's J. Cole. The, the last song the last song changes the whole album. Uh <laughs> Uh, I was wow, like, M Night is J Cole is crazy. <laughs> wow, that is a crazy. They would uh... hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was looking at his filmography and I was uh, watching Unbreakable when these guys got here and I Unbreakable is a pretty melodramatic movie. Uh, it's so dour. There's no comedy in this yeah. movie whatsoever. And, and it's like, dark. It's literally shot like it's a consistently yeah, dark film. Which like. I wanna I wanna talk about that too. I'm glad you said that. He, so he's got this filmography that is like kind of uneven and he also makes these really melodramatic movies so he reminds me actually a lot of spike oh wow spike lee uh where spike in, ha- better batting average better batting <laughs> average absolutely also made way more movies i'm pretty sure yeah like probably double or even triple the amount of movies yeah. but the similarity i mean is that um they both have made a, a decent number of movies even if spike's made more and their reception has been uneven and even like people like the reception has been uneven and people who like one movie won't like another mm-hmm. and people who like one won't like another uh endings are always very questionable for mm-hmm. both of these guys <laughs> uh you're always like oh i hope it's gonna be okay i'm gonna drop the ball uh and then they j- and then they have these really melodramatic scenes where you're like, this isn't what this movie's about, but there's like a, a drama going on right now, and depending on which scene it is, it could be really good or just very bad. Yeah, and the idea with Unbreakable uh, starts in 1961 with uh, Elijah Price, who we will now refer to as Glass from now on, uh, is born with osteogenesis imperfecta which is actually real, real yeah. did not know that yeah. had to look it up because I thought it was an M. nightism they were just bullshitting us <laughs> I feared it was like an exaggeration of a real thing yeah but it's actually completely real but I don't know if there's that many people going around here in the world that have that yeah. that think that there's gotta be somebody that's the opposite of me out here <laughs> yeah like it, who can die yeah and, and that's kind of the thing where it's like it's it's almost there. Like yeah. it's all it's almost like a cool idea, but it's not cool. like anybody could be like, yeah, but no. That's why the family drama stuff kind of works over it because it goes right it goes right into uh Bruce Willis's David Dunn. Regular everyman, uh, as we enter the movie, him and his wife aren't even on speaking terms. They're not even sleeping in the same room. This is a crazy relationship to like just be having. In I, a and movie. then she goes up to him at one point. She's like, "Yeah, let's try this again, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, and he's like been a prick, like, and then like he, the the their marriage being framed around this disaster is like really weird because like, she didn't even want to fuck with him no more until he until he didn't die. Yeah, like if, <laughs> but they don't really. 
it, it's kind of like ambiguous like how she actually feels about it yeah. in a way that like I appreciate like he didn't like totally hammer home every single talking yeah. point of the relationship and they also didn't have him like go right back to his wife immediately which muddles the actual actual story point in glass where I was like huh yeah, yeah I was just like wait a minute you just retconned yeah, this she's, too she's like kind of just written out of glass yes yeah. but I mean but their relationship in glass is way more impactful to him than it is even in this movie yeah like it's one of his like motivating factors yeah. in a way that it I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard for it to be a motivating factor in Glass because the, the on-screen shit that we saw doesn't reflect that at all. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. And, of course, he has a son who uh, is a complete dork in the whole movie. <laughs> Did not like the kid in this movie at all. He tries to shoot his father. That is a crazy scene. At one scene. point. And, and, obviously, we're talking... This is... This is it's uh, It's unbreakable. He, you know, we all know the story. The, the main conceit is that he was on a train. The train crashes. He didn't die. Uh, I love the scene. He's he's the only survivor. I love the scene where he goes out and he realizes that there are so many people that are waiting and they're like, what the fuck? How did he not die in this this crash? That's kind of how you know it's a good movie because it's shot really goofily. Like the way, like it's kind of first person and kind of not. And you're like, oh, this is just a weird M. Night way he's doing this. I love they didn't show the, the actual train crash either. Yeah. They didn't show it. They, They cut to the sun at that point. And I was like, that's a really good uh that's a really good decision also literally minutes after he tries to pick up a chick on the train very awkward scene yeah yeah that uh, does not play well in the in this era now yeah, today <laughs> no it's like, i mean it, he he looks like a total idiot because he takes off his wedding ring and starts flirting <laughs> with the girl and then she says that she's married and goes and finds another seat just a complete <laughs> shutdown <laughs> Imagine this was a Twitter era, bro. Oh man! It's not, Twitter, do your it, thing. It's not saving the cat. No, it's, it's that's not the. Uh... Not at all. Uh, but I mean, David and, and Elijah or Glass eventually meet. There's a lot of uh, differing. There's a lot of heavy, verbose dialogue in this movie. It's very talkative. Like there's not very much action. It is very. No, it's, yeah. A lot of it is like David looking at the wall or like, like walking yeah. up the street or like there are, but there are key scenes that to me, I, I love the mood in the movie because it's very much in tune with the confusion and, and the kind of the, the claustrophobicness of being a person where you, you're, you're like, I'm the only person that didn't die. Why am I here? Yeah. And he questions yeah. that. It's, it's weirdly like an artsier movie than Six Senses. Yes. Like, absolutely. It, like, like you're saying, there's long silent sequences of just like shot compositions. Yeah. And it's like, Okay, I didn't know what this movie was like. It's, it's really weird. I would have hated like like again. I would have hated this movie as a kid. Yeah, I would even like like now, like, especially if it's like you're told it's a superhero movie. Or yeah, something, yeah. Because like, the action's not there. I mean, when he no. does get busy, which is what one time in the movie he actually does get busy. Yeah, which is a great scene. He, the the man in, in orange. Uh, he doesn't actually get a name, does he? The the I don't think the main so. baddie in the movie. No. The great scene. Um, I also just love how understated things are. Where it's like he does have a weakness. But you don't know it. It's not explicitly said. This is your weakness yeah. in this movie. There are parts where it's like, okay, I get what this is, yeah. and I, I really love you know stuff like that. Um, yeah. One thing I do want to ask about the movie: Samuel L. Jackson's performance uh, here, not very talked about much. This is one of his best roles, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah. really loved him in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I think he's great. I mean, he's. I did. I did a twenty-five best roles list for Complex for yeah. Samuel Jackson, and I think. Mr. Glass was probably in like my top six for his role. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think I, had it, that's fair. I think I had it pretty high. Uh, top, if it's not, 
a top performance by him. It's one of his top on-screen haircuts. Oh, absolutely. It's so sick. And the bastardization of the haircut in Glass is so terrible. Listen, everything we're saying about this movie right now, just like Samuel Jackson's looking for the opposite, Glass is literally the opposite of this movie yeah. here. Um, of course, there is no actual weaving plot to Unbreakable as well that, that you know that has any you know discernible yeah. root in the story. It is literally him finding his way and finding his powers. I want to talk about the scene where he's lifting the weights. Okay. And I thought that that was probably one of the best. You know how like Spider-Man, he has those scenes where he's jumping off the roof? Yeah, yeah. And he's falling and failing. And they redid that in Into yeah. the Spider-Verse. Um, these, these points where the heroes are figuring out themselves. I think this is the realest uh, figuring out your powers moment ever in, in, a, in a superhero movie. It, it's especially good because it, it really helps him capitalize on the father-son thing. Yeah. And it makes the, it actually marries the superhero origin story with the father-son story. Right. And it, it isn't like, it's just like a regular father-son moment that like, if you were this like, like, Dunn is a working class guy. He's not like, you know, he he's much closer to, to Spider-Man than he is to Batman. Yeah. And... Like, he would just be hanging out with his son. And, like, he, when they're, like, lifting the shit, he says, like, well, what else do we have we can use? Because they run out of weights. And, like, they don't just have a shitload of fancy weights in a weight room. He, he's going to be, like, taping shit to a barbell to see yeah. how much he can lift. And I, I, think, Love, I think it's a really good scene. That actually has one of the few moments of comedy where his son is, like, every time he does it, his son is further and further yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Close to the stairs so that he can go run and call mom whenever yeah. something wrong happens. The comedy is a... A very traditional physical filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, really love the Unbreakable. Uh, I guess the twist here would be that uh, the train uh, crash was started by Glass, yeah. who earlier in the movie falls down a flight of stairs. Yikes! That movie is fucking. That that, that part is fucking hilarious. But he the know, cane shattered. Yeah, the cane. Why was the cane glass? I don't know. That was my first thought too. I was like, the, first off, that's not. That's like, dangerous. Yeah. Why would you, no one would make a cane from glass? It, it's terrible. And bro, you're already susceptible to to breaking everything else. You would want this one thing to be sturdy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. Exactly. That's why he fell. Exactly. Like <laughs> he's what? fucking idiot. And also, like, no matter how bad you want to chase after somebody, like. Isn't literally, like, the lesson of your life, like, don't try to get down a staircase really quickly when there's no one else around. And your leg is already on bum status? Yeah, Come like, on, bro. Uh, so the twist is that he could, he concocted and orchestrated a string of terrorist attacks, basically, yeah. uh, in order to, to root out uh, Bruce Willis's character, or, or who he believed was the guy that was the opposite of him. Bruce Willis has one of his Bruce Willis no this can't be moments which I really hate what he does he does the exact same little moment in uh, Sixth Sense when he finds out he's dead when he's like crying and shit like that oh yeah I hate Bruce he, Willis I mean, crying he has a couple of them in like even in like uh, Sin City yes when uh, he sees the uh, the the is it the Elijah Wood scene no it's the scene when he like he has like two. He has like two. He has like the opening plot yeah. when he's like young and he saves the young Jessica yeah. Alba, and then he has the last story of the movie. Yeah. And like when they like, I think they like kidnap her, and like it's right before they like put him on the thing where he's gonna have to like hang himself or yeah. whatever. And he's just like so fucking pissed off, and you're just like, ah, no. <laughs> Sin City, uh, one of Robert Rodriguez. Only good movies. Yeah, really good. Battle Angel Alita comes out in three, four weeks. Three weeks. Four I'm weeks. Ready. 
Cam has been championing this movie ready, for months. Man. I'm ready, man. I don't, Opening I, night, we there. We, we there. We're gonna be there. I don't... <laughs> I'm gonna be there. Battle, yeah, I don't know about this movie. I don't know how we even got the Battle Angel Alita in it. But that's a very that's a very M Night movie. Battle it, Angel. Yeah, Alita. it is. Yeah, it shout seems out, like a movie he picked up. I know Jeff's gonna be there opening. Oh yeah, he's too. definitely gonna be a Battle Angel Alita. I can think of like a bunch of people that are probably gonna be yeah. in that movie. But uh, the you know the, the twist is that the movie ends shortly thereafter that, and to uh, I mean to the unassuming audience, that's the end of that superhero story. Yeah. And it's a very you know very left of center superhero movie from what we were getting in those days like i think the last big one was maybe blade and the x-men movies at that point like that was they pretty much out. it i think the x-men movies are out i think the first one came the out in 2000. 2000 yeah, okay. yeah the first one came out okay. 2000 that was the only one that, and i think it was that summer yeah once again like a very different time and like yeah in movie making they were they were you know doing different things and then after this uh m night chooses uh his next movie which is signs uh, so Mel Gibson's come to Jesus moment before he actually renounced everything about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> this is... I When I sit down and think about it, I haven't actually even seen that many Mel Gibson movies. Really? Which is like a Lethal crazy we- thing to say. I mean, I, I've seen Lethal Weapon, I've seen Braveheart, like I've seen like all... I've seen like the Mel Gibson movies, but yeah. I haven't seen like a shitload of Mel Gibson movies. Yeah, I actually haven't either. Signs is one of like the Mel Gibson movies to me. Wow. Uh, and I think he's really likable in it. I think he's like a good... Dad, I thought Signs was boring as fuck. It is kind of boring. Uh, like I remember seeing it, and I think because of how scared I'd been of Sixth Sense, I went to Signs like, oh, I'm both old enough to go to like a movie like Signs by myself, and also uh, I'm gonna be really scared of it because I'm an idiot. So this is gonna be interesting and fun, and it was. I was terrified of the movie, but I loved Mel Gibson in it. I thought he was hilarious, and I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, didn't he have like a, a mental thing in that movie? I think I know the Shyamalan's character in that movie has like. Can uh, we talk about him being in all his fucking movies? I am kind of into it, and I kind of am the not. Spike Lee parallel continues. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Spike Lee parallel. Continues. Spike wasn't in Black Klansman though. He wasn't. Unless he did like a voice on the phone no, or something I like that. I really don't think he was in no, it. He, he wasn't in it. Not in it. So yeah, he wasn't in um Twenty Fifth Hour either. But he's been not Twenty Fifth Hour. Been in so many of them. No, yeah, no, he wasn't. I don't he think he was wasn't. in Clockers either. No, he wasn't in Clockers. No. Oh, he's been. He's been. He's been, he's he's in, been in a fair yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, M Night though. And is when in he's in them, he has a prominent role. Yeah, that's the thing. M Night's are all cameos. Yeah, and then like like M Night would never make, write do the right thing and oh, he cast himself in. The, well, in the he's kind of Mars Blackman in the in the Unbreakable trilogy. Oh, because he re- <laughs> he's in every Mars single Black. one of them. He's kind of the Mars Blackman in these movies. We'll get to that in a second. Split? Yeah. Yes. He's in Split, he's he? in Split okay. which okay. makes his which makes his appearance in yeah, Glass even dumber. Yeah. Because he's a completely different character yeah. Yeah. in Split, which makes it bullshit and cap that he actually wrote these movies a long time ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> he would yeah, be because he's the same guy from. Well, he references his past from Unbreakable. In yeah, glass. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Uh, signs, what do you think of the twist? I've laughed. I laughed loudly okay, at which, those aliens. Which, okay, I don't love the was the twist. Was the twist the water or the, the aliens? The twist is the water. Okay. M. Night hates water. He does hate water. Yeah, he does. He hates water yeah. a lot. Uh, the I like the, like, it It kind of undercuts Joaquin Phoenix's awesome killing of the alien with a baseball bat. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it have died if he 
hit it with a baseball bat a bunch of times. Like, I, it didn't it didn't it die anyway? Yeah. Like, like so, like the water being left out, like, is pretty cool. Uh, it's a like the girl saying like the water tastes bad. Like the whole movie, like it, it's kind of payoff. It's one of his better twists. His twists aren't that good overall. Is like with the problem with him basing this career off of twists. Yeah. Is that a lot of them aren't good. Like, Sixth Sense is good. Unbreakable, the movie is kind of... Like, the twist is kind of built into the movie. Yeah, the twist... It's a thriller. Like, it, yeah. it functions as part of the movie, where in his other movies it feels like they service a twist. I wouldn't even say the twist in Unbreakable is a twist. Uh, I think Glass has way more twists than Unbreakable does. It does, it does. I, I, like, I think the... Unbreakable's, what... I, I hesitate to call it a twist. It's just the most natural flow of the movie. Yeah, it, The other it, ones feel like twists in a movie. Yeah, it's a learned It's a learned moment for David. Yeah. Where these, you can't trust everybody. You know, and, and that was more like a cautionary tale of like, this guy was always evil all along. And mm. if you're going to be this hero that you're telling your son that you are now... You have to watch your your allies and your you know your enemies, yeah. and I th- I I really didn't feel it was a twist. I knew what it was going in, yeah. but I was like when it when it was revealed, I was like no, it definitely isn't because it's it's kind of like you said, it's baked into the actual plot. Yeah, the movie's way more dependent on the just the drama. Yeah, wasn't what I what but when those aliens are walking on the streets and they look like fucking the claymations from Action Team or oh, Action, sides. yeah, and yeah. So I was like <laughs> get the fuck out of here. The hardest thing I. I the scene when they're in the basement and the alien's hand comes through the coal grate yeah. down there, that's scary. That part's scary. Like, there's some, like, ju- just good scene construction in Signs. He could have kept it like that. Yeah. And, and if he'd made five more movies as good as Signs, he'd be, like, a much... His average would be way higher than he, it is He'd now. probably be on some Spielberg-esque level of getting bags and getting movies. Yeah. Like, but, hey, I mean... Because you look at what Six Sense and Unbreakable did at the box office. Yeah. Like... He was up there. Like, People were getting... They just started getting sick of it with yeah. signs. And uh, then the Unbreakable made $248 million, uh, all made altogether. Signs still made $408 uh, million. What did Lady in the Water do? Hold on. We're going to get to that. Okay. Oh, The Village was next. The Village, because I did watch The Village. Um, and you hadn't seen it before? I hadn't seen it. And... The, it's funny. I was texting Eric when you were watching it. I was like, the twist... For Justin is going to be that he hates old timey movies. Yes, it isn't one. Listen, it's, it is not an old timey movie. Well, I knew the twist. <laughs> I knew the twist. I knew the twist going in, but I knew that I had to get through the old. I, you know, disclaimer for the listeners: I hate old movies with old cars, <laughs> old clothes, old talking buggies, horses, buggies. I like the witch because it managed to be creepy enough for me to. But I like old movies. Give give them the fuck out of my face. Like I would like like live by night. I, it was testing my patience. It was really testing my patience, okay? The village, huh? They're fucking... <laughs> they're fucking churning butter and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Pilgrims, bro. It's, it's, out, it's out here, man. Okay, let's, out just, here. let's just keep it 100. The village is not plausible whatsoever. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's not plausible. The idea movie. that like they bribed like flight pattern creation people to Did they? fly over there. That's what they I think they say that in the movie. Oh hell no. And also the idea that like it was just a bunch of people who had a shitty thing happen to them and like then they were like the real world sucks. I'm going to live in the village. Like yeah. it's just not cool. <laughs> I th- someone said this was a this was a, a comment on uh, gentrification. And I call bullshit on that. It's this way is, too smart of a Yeah it's 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 just really thick. With I just felt like he wanted to make a movie like this, but he knows that he couldn't make a, a good movie like this, so he had to do a fucking twist. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, the thing... Here's what pisses me off. The 
I want, like, the monsters not being real or whatever, like the wolf people, I was like, okay, that's the twist. And then the twist is like, no, it's in the modern day. So this was when he was like, oh, the twist isn't quite what you thought it was anymore. Like, he's, like, got this, like, evolving twist thing going on. And he's just getting, like, worse because of it. And... At this point, it feels like he's trying to outdo himself. Yeah. <laughs> which is not, like... How far can I take this? If you're trying to do that, you're never going to get the best product. No. Like, I think it was, like... Uh, it's, like, a Steve Jobs quote, which is not... It sounds like an idiot. It sounds idiotic quote, Steve Jobs. But he said, like... When we were trying to make the iPhone, our goal wasn't, like, make something cool. Because if your yeah. goal is make something cool... You've already failed. Yeah, you're not going to make something cool. And Shyamalan is just trying to do that every time. Oh, no. Nah, he he low-key... I mean, he went full on. I mean, uh, Phoenix Returns in this movie. Uh, Adrian Brody and honestly, a role that I feel as though is almost damn near offensive to people with, you know, mental issues. Oh, yeah. He's terrible in this movie. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's a movie that, like, just makes, like, it, it, it portrays mental illness broadly in, like, a way that... <laughs> this like, is what it's like. <laughs> yeah, where it's, like, a guy who's, like, friendly but slow. Yeah, like, and, and violent out of nowhere. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. Do you it, think he consulted with anybody that was actually... Not, not a chance. <laughs> uh, and here's how I know. Because the, my big hang-up I realized on, like, the unbreakable split and especially glass thing... Yeah is that it feels like a guy writing, like, comic book movies, but he's only ever read, like, the Wikipedia page. For <laughs> like, he doesn't actually... Read comics. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about, like, I mean, just as a researcher in general, I guess that's how I feel about him. So I don't think... I don't think in 2004 it was his mission to handle uh, the village as delicately as he yeah, should have. Yeah, I think one of the, the biggest uh, comments in the review of The Village when I when I went back to do research is someone said that uh, Shyamalan makes movies that are they're sealed off movies that fall apart when exposed to outside logic. So yes. if you think about these movies any longer, I mean, even you could even apply that. I mean, Unbreakable, not really. Yeah. Because David obviously wouldn't be researching all this stuff anyway. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Sixth Sense absolutely falls apart yes. when you think about it. Sixth Sense really only works as like a... The first time. Yeah, the first time and as like a, a movie, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Like yeah. it, it only works as something that has been constructed. And when you look at it as something that has independent variables, right. it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, Lady in the... Before we go to break, I, I just want to kind of run through maybe like two more of these movies... It's crazy how he kept getting like big. He kept getting yeah. bags. Well, he got a lot of these people under his wing. Like he yeah. got he got Willis to do a couple movies. He got Joaquin yeah. Phoenix to do a couple movies. Bryce Dallas Howard did exactly. a couple movies. Yeah. Then he I don't know. Then he gets fucking Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, only one movie. But Donnie from Wahlberg, Wahlberg did a movie with him though. What did he do? Was, was that Donnie Wahlberg in the Sixth Sense? Yeah, he was Sixth. He was he was uh he was. Oh, he's he like was the metal the, patient. Yeah, he right? was the, uh, the 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 kid that killed him. Yeah. 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 Um. Crazy role for. Lady in the Water was skinny in that movie. Lady in the Water. What was the twist here? I've never seen it. Never There's seen it. not really... This... Okay. This, oh, this looks fucking wild. This movie is where <laughs> he goes from like... Huh? Lady in the Water is bad because there's not... Like, there's like... There's like... It, it left turns into like extreme mythology. Fantasy, yeah. But there's not actually a twist. Like... I haven't seen Lady in the Water since the theater. But even when it came out and I was like seeing it and I was like, oh... I like movies. M. Night Shyamalan is a good filmmaker. The Village wasn't as good as Science, but, like, he's still got it, and this is going to be a cool movie. And I was like, no, I'm, like... It was one of the first times when you're like, 
oh, I don't like this just because somebody I like made it. Yeah. It was like one of my first dealings with that type of thing, where like your favorite artist makes a bad album, and you're like, do I like this because I like the artist, or do I admit that it's bad? Uh, and it's basically flop. like... Oh, yeah. It this is his first real flop. Because yeah. it's not... The movie is literally like Paul Giamatti is the manager of an apartment. A woman starts swimming in the... The downstairs, pool yeah, the pool downstairs. Night. People like complain about it. There's like a wolf prowling around the apartment building. <laughs> Does he try and go to David Lynch here? No, because if it were Lynch, like it would have just been a lot of like creepy stuff that like ultimately wasn't explained. And you were like, <laughs> that was weird. I don't know what the fuck that was about. The problem here is actually the opposite. He explains all of it and he's like Oh, a bunch of people in this apartment building, like, fill long-time mythological roles for, like, some random story I'm making up just for this movie. And, like, it's, you're just, it's just, like, it's the ultimate, like, when held up to outside logic, none of this holds up. Because it's just a completely constructed, like, self-jerk-off <laughs> situation. Like, So, this movie made his budget back roughly. <laughs> Two million more. <laughs> Two million more than his actual budget, which means it actually probably lost money. Yeah, in, lost in the money end. on his advertising. Uh, then we have The Happening, which I did rewatch. His first R-rated film, I mean, that doesn't really amount to much, honestly, other than yeah. people dying in the movie and you get to see it. I mean, it, it was... I think The Happening is, other than the fact that he somehow made movies that were worse received afterward, like, The Happening is kind of like, I think, where most people... Has, like they stopped paying attention. Yeah. He managed to get a lot of people to watch this movie on a budget of forty-eight million. It made one hundred and sixty-three million dollars. It's Wahlberg. You think so? I, Wal what? Wahlberg in this movie? I almost feel as though he was consciously acting like this. I, I don't. Wahlberg cannot play someone who, like. I love Mark Wahlberg. I think he's well. I don't love him. He's not, <laughs> he's. I think he has. He has like a, a hate crime in his past. He was a young man. It was almost. This is uh, like. This is kind of like his he's version talented, of. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, talented. He's talented at what? At like at like a couple things, but at being like the guy who's figured it out. Yeah. Like I don't buy him at all. So being like the guy in the happening, I don't buy. Uh, my one of my older roommates, Alex, loves delivering the line like. I think we found a transformer. Like, <laughs> you're never gonna believe Mark Wahlberg in that role like, ever. Like where he's the one who's trying to convince everybody that like something's wrong and we need to do something the about it. The scene where he's like looking around, he's like, it's it's a world famous like meme from this movie where he's like, <laughs> and he's like looking around. Like, have you ever seen that yeah, reaction yeah. gif? That is probably the most memorable part of this movie. It is the fucking plants. That's the twist. Uh, crazy. It's a crazy fucking movie. I I, I can't. I was literally like I, I probably got to 30 minutes I had to, I had to cut it off because I couldn't take Wahlberg at that point kill, kill Mother Nature or he's gonna kill you is basically the fucking twist it's movie. it's like a fucked up version of the birds almost yeah yeah. essentially it was like a, it's the plants yeah so it, this, it, it actually that actually makes the happening so much worse that like <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the it's, birds with plants, with plants. <laughs> like the, or, or Night of the Living Dead with plants yeah it's literally like, what like it is. Zombies and like certain types of birds are so much scarier than plants. Then fucking plants. It, it it made a overarching kind of, uh, and, and it like an overarching message. But it's like once again, M Night fooled people by thinking, making them think he was going back into hard horror movies. Yes, which he he continues to do to this day, and did yeah. it with Split, where it's like this is a horror movie ends PG up being not though. that. Uh, yeah, well, Split was PG thirteen. Yeah, 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 happening yeah, at yeah, rated sorry. R. But I mean, in the end. 
I, th- I think this cuts off that era of, of Unbreakable. We're, we're eight years past that. Uh, this is where people... I think, like we were talking earlier about, like, regular people. He, he is one of the most famous filmmakers of, yeah. like, right yeah. now. Yeah. And since Sixth Sense came out, rightfully so. Because I think a lot Sense. of young people don't know why he's so popular. Yeah, because they don't <laughs> realize, it's, like, it's Sixth Sense about 20 years bad. ago. Yeah. I think it's because he's bad, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's now known for, I mean, like, I think bad I've, places. like, grown up. Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, I would, I would say, are, like, before my time, kind of. Even though yeah. I, was like, I was, like, five, six. Like, most of Your these, age keeps changing. I, I, I was like, I, I was got five. It pretty 2000, in 2000, <laughs> I was five. I was born in 95. Jesus Christ. So I'm old. Like, so, like, you got to think, when I'm, like, starting to, like, become a teenager and shit, all yeah. I've been hearing for, like, the past, like, six, seven years is that how he, he's bad a jerk off. Exactly yeah. Yeah. How bad his films are. So And, and they, nobody was wrong. Mm. Like, he was getting, as you got older, he got worse. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I want to skip over the last Airbender because none of us have seen it. I have no, I, I don't have any type of. Uh, I'm interested in watching now. Five yeah. percent. I need to see how bad. Huh, it's good crazy. luck. <laughs> it's crazy because the happening is like a demarcator for. He kind of left the public eye after that. Like he didn't leave the public eye, but for two years. But I, what I mean is like the happening is the last movie that like he made that people know about. Yeah. Like like that people in general know about. Like that came out of what? Oh eight. Yeah, because I mean, last Airbender, his name wasn't really attached to it. After Earth, which I want to talk about, his name wasn't attached to this shit at all. Yeah, both of those properties were bigger than he was, but it's crazy that he was so big, and then because he made so many shitty things, got reduced to making properties that were bigger than he was. Yes. Like, that's wild. Uh, M. Night didn't write uh, After Earth. I put, we put the blame of, for this on Will Smith. Will Smith has the writing credit for Yeah, he got the story oh, wow. by, story by Will Smith. Have you seen this fucking movie? I haven't seen it. Oh wow! He I tried don't... to he tried to bring it back after uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, tried to do the father son thing again. Didn't <laughs> work. He has a crazy. This is good though, right? It's yeah, great. it's a great movie. Great. Yeah, he has his craziest, uh, the craziest accent in this movie. Will Smith does. Yes. Well, okay. precursor to his concussion role. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Isn't it like you think it's going to be like a Will Smith movie and then he breaks his leg in the first two minutes yep. and it's a Jaden Smith movie for yes. four hours? Yes. So like, <laughs> four, it feels like four hours. It's more like fucking... It's actually like a hundred minutes. Is it really? Yes. I just figured it was long as fuck. No, it's why. actually right at the length that Eric would love this movie at where it's like it's, it hits the sweet spot. It actually ends really quickly. But there's a middle part in the movie where it's just like him and his son going back and forth with each other. It is again, another family drama about a father that does not understand his son. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the, the conceit, the actual story and the, and the CGI. Some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, After Earth <laughs> actually made money, but it was very expensive. $150 million only made... <laughs> was that his most expensive was... movie? I think at the it time it had to be. be. It had to be. Um, I think it's the last time he ever got another budget like this before. Let me let me see what... what How uh, much of that was just for Will Smith? Probably a lot of it. For writing and... Actually, and Avatar... And for what he demanded they pay Jason. Avatar got $150 million too. How was they, he getting money? Avatar, at least it makes sense. They thought that Avatar was going to be... like if, if they, Huge TV if, to cartoon if, series. Probably thought live action film gonna bring out a lot of people. Why the Why fuck would you they, give it to M. Night? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's where they fucked like, up. I, I don't... I haven't, I've seen some of Avatar. I fucked with... Like... I, I don't want to diss Avatar. A lot of respectable people I know like it. Wait, when did <laughs> Avatar come out? To me... I think like 10? To me, Avatar was always like anime for my friends who didn't actually fuck with anime. Yeah. I've actually and seen Avatar live. Was it... I went to movies. We didn't pay any attention. That's what happened. Yeah. Like, it was a group of us like... <laughs> 
That's it, how bad. Did it was. you watch the Avatar cartoon? Yeah, we used to watch the cartoon. And you liked it? I liked the cartoon. It's dope, I'm not gonna right? lie, yeah. yeah. I was trying to remember, like, I feel like I had seen this movie. So I guess actually I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I went yeah. to the movies. We were supposed to watch it. We ended up not watching it. Like, but <laughs> how did they get like the property was so successful? It was like Nickelodeon had this massive why? Unexpectedly thing. Why didn't they give it to somebody who could make them double their money? Give it to Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> or just give it to like some like out of school schmuck who'd do whatever you want. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. They weren't doing that back then. <laughs> they weren't giving like indie directors huge franchises. Bro, fucking 5% is insane. That is, that's, uh. That's crazy. This shit That's Uwe Bowl level shit. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Uh, but like the worst filmmaker ever. Yeah, I mean, after Glass, I'm I I'm putting I'm him. In, I'm in Paul. Oh, I'm saying, listen, after Glass, I'm putting him there. Uh, and speaking of Glass, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about Glass right after this break. Uh, guys, do we do we keep Unbreakable? We keep Unbreakable. In the sixth sense. In the sixth sense. Unbreakable in sixth sense. I I I'm happy to just just say those two. Yeah. Let I it go. I don't want to explain it. Signs on the table. <laughs> Sounds like with Pat. If you're a fan, maybe dive into science. Oh, no. <laughs> you, know, you, you, know, you know, you can say that science had a uh, mixed reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's call it mixed reviews. <laughs> Let's call it a mixed review. All right. Uh, after this break, we're going to go We're gonna go long form into what went wrong with Glass, a movie that if you haven't seen it, uh, this will probably dissuade you from seeing it after the break. The better question is probably what went right. What went right with Glass? Shorter answer. We'll talk about Glass right after the break on Late Fees. You're nine forever, right? Yeah. That's incredible. You can see the world the way it really is. Always. A kid who can never grow old. (laughs) Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Welcome back to Late Fees M. Night Shyamalan episode. Um, we just went through some of his biggest stinkers in two of his good movies <laughs> right before the break. The only two good movies. Now we're going to get into... Is this like Halloween where Halloween only had like one good movie? It kind of is. Yeah, like well, uh, now, now two good yeah. movies. Uh. We're gonna talk about glass. We should talk about split first. You wanna talk about split? Well let's look briefly like Split was a movie that was a James McAvoy vehicle that was essentially sold as a James McAvoy vehicle. McAvoy vehicle yeah. A a split personality movie where he played a number of different I wanna say like twenty one different characters. Twenty four, I think 20, was the twenty fourth. I think yeah. the beast is the twenty fourth. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah, twenty four different characters, uh who in he kidnapped a, a group of, of girls lock them in some type of cellar and for most of the movie it's just him it's, it's very much a enclosed and he's very pop, you know yeah. very um, famous for doing these movies where they just take place in one area pretty much uh, and it's basically just McAvoy playing to the camera and it, it is kick ass it's a great McAvoy. movie it's a really great movie for McAvoy I thought uh, the, the plot was a little it doesn't make any fucking yeah it doesn't make sense Anya Taylor-Joy is really good uh, she's the has nothing the to witch. do with us uh, <laughs> if you have seen that yeah, one of the best young actresses yeah. in Hollywood yeah. right now. Uh, one one cool word, I think we're about to dive into a severe trashing of M. Night that we haven't even done yet. Yeah, yeah, to this point, yeah. But uh, I did read that uh, she's kind of an aspiring, like, not just actress, she wants to do, like, behind-the-camera stuff, too. Yeah. And I guess on Glass, he let her 
uh, like hang out with him in Video Village like the whole time and mm-hmm. just like doing the like you know like how would you do this scene what would you do differently from what I'm doing differently so like it's at least like seems like a cool he might ruin her regard. before yeah. he <laughs> might ruin her Anya find other movies <laughs> what why him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So the, the split ends, and it ends that it ends up that Shyamalan has shoehorned a split as a sequel to Unbreakable, and it almost didn't happen. He had to get the rights from uh, essentially Disney, which is crazy. But they, he somehow has enough clout that Disney was like, just let us get a part, get a, get a get a part yeah. of the the next yeah. one, and you can have the character because he actually doesn't own David Dunn. Yeah. He owns the rest of the other people. Yeah, so at the end of Split, they arrest McAvoy, or yes. he's at large, or some he's shit. He's at large. He's and some women are over are talking in a cafe about him, and they say, that sounds like that crazy guy from a bunch of other years ago. What was his name? And the camera pans over to Bruce Willis, and he says, Mr. Glass. And, and it's like, over. Oh, it's the same universe as Unbreakable, and then the movie ends. People cheered. I was... I said, why? <laughs> I was mostly just psyched that, like, he was able to do this thing for himself. Like, I know he must have just fucking been so happy about it. And it could have gone well. Could have. Uh, being the, the, the operative word here. Glass picks up literally days. Yeah. It seems like after Split ends, uh, David Dunn is... I mean, there is probably three settings in this movie. Yeah. Maybe four. This movie is very cheap. Uh, Self-financed by Shyamalan. It, it picks up with David now. You see his, uh, his son has grown up. I popped huge when I saw the son. It is really cool. It's yeah. the same actor. And he looks exactly the same. Yeah, so he looks exactly so the same. Yeah. Uh, M. Night's there too, somehow. So, you know. He's cleaned up his act. Cleaned up his act since last time you saw me. He's just buying equipment this time. Yeah, just, just like what? Not selling drugs this yeah. time. Yeah, like what? He also didn't have drugs on him. In, At all, no. Uh, scene, so. so yeah, M. Night, I still don't believe that you wrote all these movies to yeah. go into <laughs> each other. Um, so he's essentially on the prowl for uh, McAvoy's character, uh, Mr. Crumb, and he finds him, they pretty much lock up when I thought was... I, w- I was concerned at that fight scene. That it first was fight terrible. Scene. <laughs> it, it was bad. Uh, you know what he's so funny? It, it's so dark. Just on the budget of these fight scenes. Yeah, yes. it's, it's so dark. dark. It's dark. And Cam said this earlier that Unbreakable is like a, a dark movie and there's a difference between dark and poorly lit and dark is like if you want to make a dark looking movie like The Godfather is a dark like physically looking yeah. at it it's a dark as fuck movie the scenes are not brightly lit yeah Unbreakable is like that The Sixth Sense is like that even Signs <laughs> is like that they're all very like that was a stylistic thing in the late 90s and 2000s I mean before then also but they look very of era glass happens and i was sitting there like this just looks like there should be three more lights in the scene yeah. like it it's just it just looked poorly made I don't yeah it, it i mean the first fight scene is literally they're throwing a table back yeah, and forth at each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh they they tackle each other out very bad cgi he threw a table at, at the girl and she somehow was able to just get up and walk, and walk she had a broken arm i'm what, what can we get to the powers of these guys uh it, they don't make sense. They're 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 never fully explained. I'm not sure. Like do do like well, how powerful is Dunn? The, the, it, that the overseer. I'm sorry. He has a name. In this also, movie. uh, can we pump the brakes real quick? <laughs> Uh, the hero's name is the Overseer? Yeah, little Nazi-ish. What the fuck? Little Nazi-ish, little uh, slave driver-ish? No, like, why the fuck? Like, as far as I know, the, the, the only association I, outside of, like, 
uh, like Warcraft and Diablo games. The only association <laughs> I have with Overseer is like from social studies. It was like yeah. the meanest white guy in town. It was right. like it was like the white guy that the plantation owner needed yeah. to like be the bad guy. Maybe because he was white. The worst guy ever is maybe the Overseer. He was white. I don't know why that was his name. Maybe because he was white. I don't know. Uh, so they essentially get uh, they they fight. They fall out of a window and, and his main. Antagonist is a black guy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, like, uh, wow. Yeah. The deeper we dig, yeah. <laughs> that, just like I said, outside logic. <laughs> outside logic, it, it, it fucks it up. Um, so essentially, they get caught and, and taken to an basically Arkham Asylum. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, this is where the movie starts to fall the fuck apart and fast. Okay, so essentially. And it's when the movie needs to get good. Because yeah. It's not good before then. No. I was watching it like. When they get together, this has got to be good because right oh, no. now, uh, there's like these things don't even make sense. There are large swaths of this movie where Bruce Willis isn't even around. Yeah, that's fact. You can tell during the fight scene it's not him either. Yeah. Oh no. I feel like he probably was on the set maybe two or three times for this movie. The movie made me wonder why. Why do you accept this movie? Yeah, he should have said like. I appeared at the end of Split, and then I did this because I thought it was going to be like a fucking. David Dunn movie like where I got to do my thing and like yeah. that isn't what it is at all no. it's split like unevenly like none of the three guys get a cool story yeah no. uh, the B story of like their friends teaming up is also bad so I don't oh the B story of the son uh, Joy her character and, and, and Glass's mom who t- terrible uh, old makeup. Yeah, yeah terrible horrible. makeup. And how would she be alive? She was born. It was a sixty. It was sixty one. She had to be like twenty, twenty five when yeah. when so Glass was born. Let's, let's say she was twenty when yeah. she was born. Yeah. It, I mean, I yeah, I guess now she'd be in her eighties. She's she's moving way too well though. Yeah, she's but, moving okay. way too good. She's moving way better than him. I mean, I guess he's you know, got his <laughs> thing going on, but. How old? I mean, how old is Samuel L. Jackson in real life? As old as she is in the like, movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like right? seventy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's a whole nother thing in itself that these characters, they 70, meet. Exactly 70. They, they, they meet and they, they are part of like the B story, which is not really a B story because it's, it's literally just them picking up on hints that and are... And nothing they lead to the Yeah, they, they pick on hints that lead to the twist that leads to nothing, yeah. essentially. Um, these characters are in, the, in, <laughs> in this asylum, so they all get really super grounded to reality, almost Chris Nolan-esque uh, cells that they're put in, glasses... Uh, cell is essentially he's being watched at all times. Yeah, so he, and he's like heavily sedated. Also, bullshit. I call bullshit on his powers. He was never super smart and yeah. unbreakable, was yeah. he? No. There was he was no, just like they're. He's just like a terrorist. He's like a yeah. terrorist. Yeah, they're like sedating him as though he's like a mastermind. Charles Xavier, yeah, or something. <laughs> like th- they would have you believe that like while you're fucking with him, he's like trying to open the door with his brain. Then there's like a funny part where it's like. Oh man, he's really getting out of his cell and he's spinning around in there like like he's fucking Chucky or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's really like weird. So that's his cell, um, and then uh, David's cell is he's in this he's he's in a cell covered in there's like a bunch it'll of flood, water. Basically. It'll flood. Yeah. There's a part where they they douse him in water. Yeah. And I'm like, you expect him to sleep on that wet ass bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, like, if he actually is as like psychologically impacted by water as he, you think he is. He should like, be dead. 
and and it's not just like that's not just gonna shock him. That's like gonna like cause severe yeah. like, trauma. To yeah, that making compounding the issue of, of you yeah. having him here in an insane asylum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, um, he's powerful as fuck. Why yeah. didn't he just leave? It doesn't. The, it can literally break the doors down. Exactly. And he does break the door <laughs> yeah, down exactly. in the movie. The, the problem with Glass is that it does, like, it. it's an M. Night Shyamalan that tries to apply outside logic within the movie itself. Yeah. Like... Yeah, he's thought of everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, uh, the... The twist of the movie is that, like... Like, the whole movie is, is Sarah Paulson's character is a doctor who believes that these three guys, Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis and James McAvoy, all only have powers because they believe themselves to have powers. And their powers aren't that much better than anybody in a, in a heightened mental state. Right. And then the twist is that she's part of, like, some Illuminati... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get okay, to that okay, first because okay. we haven't even gotten to... Um, we haven't gotten to Crumb's... Let's save that, let's save that, let's save that. Um, so he's in a room, essentially they've taken the light concept, they've taken the light concept from Split and, and done... Uh, a very literal version. A literal of version of it, like again, outside logic, he's thought of everything. A light flash can now make him change personality. There was a strobe light warning before my... Uh, before my, my it, it was mine too, and I was like, uh, it wasn't as extreme as I thought, but I'm I also, I'm not epileptic. Um, so... It, that that's what that's how they get the beast to not show up is, is through that. So he is essentially trying to run at the light. There is a long scene where he's continuing to run at this light and they're just yeah. flashing and I'm just like, you are wasting time in this movie with McAvoy to me, he's good, but he's the most annoying character in this movie. Yes. Yes. He's very annoying. It's good it's good, but it's like you don't want that much dessert. No. Like He's worse. Yeah. It's it's actually worse. And it's a worse showcase for him than Split. Absolutely. So you have these characters here, and we're, and we're all waiting for them to all meet. They meet at around the hour mark of, too this, long. of this movie. Yeah. The whole thing is also kind of fucked up, where it's like, the whole thing is going to this sh- this showdown between on, between the Overseer and, and the Beast. Yeah. And it's like, you think you can beat the Beast, he can't beat the Beast. I'm like, okay, I, well, I hope they're going to turn up for this. Huh. No, it they never don't. Happens. They don't. So they put them all in one room. It's the scene that we've all seen in the trailer. Yeah, it's twenty minutes long at least. I I, I feel like I counted long. it. Seeing they're talking of sitting of them talking. <sighs> David's character is is chained up. He could easily get out. He could easily get out. The movie, the part where this movie, and I actually said this out loud. I said, "What the fuck has this movie become?" She actually got him to believe that he was not super powerful, and I was like. No, he's seen this with his own eyes. He's done it. He's done it. Other people have seen it with his own. Can he just tell her, hey, I lifted a bunch of paint cans and weights yeah. a couple years and ago? Also, he appears to have spent the last 18 years being a superhero. Yeah. Like, he, no. That's like, why the movie opens. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's actually easier to, if you want to explain away the like physical feats where he's like bending bars and stuff. Yeah, fine. which they try to do. Yeah, like fine. Say that... He just was a little bit stronger than a regular guy, and there was adrenaline. Whatever. He still has the actual superpower where he can tell what you did wrong by touching you. Like, like no. The ending... Like, here, here's why it's bullshit. Because Glass is in this insane asylum, whatever you want to call it, because he's there, that means that Glass put him... Or that uh, Dunn put him there. Yeah. Because the end of Unbreakable... He goes there. Dunn shakes his hand and yeah. then calls the police on him. Exactly, basically. exactly. So, 
why are they all of a sudden trying to yeah. fucking arrest him? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he should have picked up on it. We know as the audience, and he would know, yeah. that the reason Sam Jackson is there it's is because of for him. no other reason than my powers work. Yeah, I you're his right. Hand, I know, like, I turned him in, and the only reason I was able to turn him in, and I told it. him the specificities of what he did <laughs> by shaking his hand. I know that the powers work. Even if even if the beast thing is implausible, and trust me, they spend at least thirty minutes of Crumb doubting if the beast yeah. was actually powerful. Much more doubtable. Yes. Than, than, than what David does. Yes. That scene really was. I was like, okay, this isn't the movie that I thought it was. And I think the biggest. Uh, you. I think Pat, you called it. You called it. Uh, what was it? What, what was the thing you called about the building they were supposed they were supposed to go to? Was it Chekhov's oh, building? Like Chekhov's showdown. Building. Yeah, Chekhov's like, showdown building. The the whole thing is is led to the big team up between Glass and the Beast. Um, <laughs> they're gonna go to this this tower, the the, the largest tower in the in world, the world yeah. in, in the world. Now, in now built in Philadelphia. Now some, somehow the, the Osaka Tower. In Philadelphia, the, what the fuck are we talking about? I have no clue who wrote who. Why he even wrote it that way? M Night's from Philadelphia. Yeah, I know, but why? Why like why did he write the Osaka Tower? <laughs> like, why did the yeah? I don't. Did you okay? Before we even get to that part, did you guys think they were ever going to this tower? No, I, I, <laughs> I didn't think there was no way they would actually make it there. Like that was my whole yeah. thing. Like, at, at one point, I was like looking at the clock and then looking at like these fight scenes that were clearly shot on a low budget. Yeah, and I was like. Did they save money for this, or is this not happening? And it's crazy that it just didn't. It just there there the way that it got stopped from happening is crazy. Like when they're they're they they have a showdown in front of the hospital, and you're like, was headed there. Yeah, and you're like, okay, they're gonna do like a they're gonna do the shitty thing that they do in all the Marvel movies, where they have like a big fight and then they go to the bigger yeah. fight. No, that's a fight. No, <laughs> we're not. Uh oh. So the, the big conceit there is we, we of course find out that uh, Glass is of course somehow super smart and he has been trading his, his sedatives for aspirin. He has like fucking powers of like every 24 villain ever combined. And one. He can sit down at like a typewriter and hack the Pentagon missile system. Oh, I mean, if we got to get to him, we got to talk about his dialogue. First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. Yeah. Bad. Not Twi- cool. Not he says cool, it twice man. in five minutes. Not cool. This is cons- this is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's just it's so uncool. It's so. And I watched Bird uncool. Box. This up there with Bird Box. I have to not me. watched Bird I Box. I still haven't seen Bird Box. Don't. It's just he did everything wrong. Every single thing wrong. And I was looking forward to this movie a lot, like a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, I would say between like. I knew it could go really wrong, but I was like, but if it goes right, oh, it's it going to be fucking awesome. There is a part where Sarah Paulson says, have you ever been to a comic book convention? <sighs> I looked, I started looking at my phone. Paulson's got to stop taking roles like this. It's making her it. look terrible. Well, I think she's really it. actually too good of an actress to be doing yeah. this. She's in Bird Box too. I know, I know. <laughs> Just and saying. She's in, she's in all the uh, American Horror Story seasons. Which, yeah. I mean, I, like, I, that's I her thing. That's, I, what, that's I, what popped yeah, her off. That's what popped her off. She's in Ocean's 8 too? Oh wow! It's kind of the American Horror Story thing. It's not, but it kind of is. Okay. Um, like, this, like this doesn't make like. How did she read the script for this and think? Like, yeah, definitely. She probably, she probably thought saw it, Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson, James McAvoy. I almost feel as though Bruce Willis didn't even know what this movie was about. He's not even about. here. He's not there, even there's here, a part man. thirty minutes that goes by where you're you're picking up the the story with um, 
the 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 girl character. I forgot her name. The girl's character. On Taylor Joy's character. Yeah, she yeah, you pick up the. She, she know she's she's foster. She's in a foster home. How creepy is it that this little girl can make him like has to like touch him to, it's calm him down. It's weird and that it's not good because they've not really even between Split and this movie they haven't sold her and his like relationship type, relationship you know. connection like because I mean she's broken and he likes broken characters yeah and, and like he's the one like good person in like the captor like yeah it's like it's like an examination of like stockholm syndrome that they haven't earned really at all <laughs> even in like the dumb version of it they're trying to do yeah i don't know i mean it's it's so much to i mean i mean we're never going to go into the, the dialogue here I, let's just like speed through the shit the, the, the <laughs> movie the, pro, the, the problem with the movie is that it isn't a sequel to unbreakable it's because it's not a Bruce Willis movie. No. Like, no, no, none of them get the movie. No, and I don't mean none of them understand it. I mean, like, she even none, makes, nobody gets the. It's the story not a, is not the, about connected and, to any one of them in particular. Yeah, like it's just three. It's just three guys. It's yeah. an overarching story about the plausibility of comics and really just talking about comics as a whole being about extraordinary people that come from nothing. Yeah, and she even let like makes his son believe this, which to me is also a problem because. You've seen it. You talk to him when he's yeah. on his walks. You've seen it as a child. How in the fuck did this movie... Like, I, I just don't get how he just literally said, you know what, everything that I did in Unbreakable, fuck all that. This isn't what we're going to do here. And he should have just came out and said that. It just breaks all its... Like, a lot of its own rules. It, it retcons like, everything. It ignores them. Or yeah, it literally... Like... I, mean, I mean, let's get to the twist. The biggest retcon here... It, so it just so happens that uh, cr- the whole crux of everything is that Crumb's father was on the same train as as, as David, and the glass set that up. So essentially, he created the beast and yeah, like, the like overseer. All, all of Crumb's personality yeah, just took him eighteen years longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, like, all, all, like Crumb, Crumb, the McAvoy character, developed all these split personalities after his dad died, and his dad died in the same train accident. Yes, and they come from but, in the beast. But his dad also had DID. Yes, yeah. Uh, which which then carried out. It's it, it also his dad is reading a huge booklet that yeah. says, yeah. "How do you deal D-I-D. with DID?" Oh, just the worst type of flashback, <laughs> the worst thing. And then we see it like that's we we his mom is abusive. That's why he has the fucking uh, the beast. The beast is in yeah. Because she she abused him yeah, with yeah. I mean that iron a hot iron like what yeah, the fuck yeah he's, like he has when he turns to the beast he has the marks on him yeah yeah it's it again he could explain that yeah. like like these things pop up on him when he when he changes personalities and, and all of this is proof that they actually do have powers, powers. Yeah. and then the ultimate twist of the movie is that Sarah Paulson tell like they basically all uh, the the beast uh, the overseer and Mister Glass basically all die in this. In yeah, they're, front they of the all hospital die. showdown, which, in terms of like just staging a fight scene, awful, so boring. Yeah, like, the, they're fighting on a car. Yeah, yeah. And, and like when when they were, they were bashing each other against the armored truck, people in my theater bag, were laughing. People in my theater were laughing at that. They, it was happening for so long that you were like, <laughs> one I, of the people just, can't even participate. He's in a fucking wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like when one of the people in the fight has to fall out of a wheelchair in slow motion, like it's. It's a bad situation, yeah. and then so, so they all die. Spoiler alert. Uh, um, uh, the overseer dies in a pothole. Yeah, in like yeah. a puddle in a pothole. He didn't drown in the fucking the, the big 15 pool. Gallon. Yeah. yeah, but in ten seconds in a six-inch puddle, he's gone. By a, ma- a maskless, faceless guy so that we never shitty, see. So shitty. So shitty. 
And then Sarah Paulson leans in and says, like, you were right. Everybody is a superhero. I work kind of like with the Illuminati or some shit. We live in a French restaurant. And like, <laughs> then like, that's it. Like, the twist is like that they do have powers, which we knew the whole time because of the other movies. And Can we get to the biggest uh, problem with this movie is that he, essentially Glass had set everything up to have the cameras sent. Somehow he's a hacker as well. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. sorry to say that. Um, he somehow has it sent to all of their emails. Did not know their emails. Didn't know the son's email. Didn't know uh, Anna Taylor Joy's email either. Didn't know his own mother's. His own mother had an email. Why yeah, would he have sent it a little wider? Old. Like uh, sent it to some news organization. So they or get these videos and they're supposed to put them on YouTube, right? Yeah. Come on, yo. If you've seen these videos on YouTube, would you believe that there are people with powers? No. No. Like, I mean, like, know. like maybe if I sent them to like. No, Listen, there's if not... I saw like security cam footage uh, like this of some shit, like news organizations would have trouble believing this. Exactly. Like, there's nothing that in that. I I think Glass is pretty. His his plan pretty much is a failure because he doesn't understand that we're in 2019. No. It, you know what he really doesn't understand? I think uh, Dom Griffin said this on Letterboxd. His review ended with like. It was like. Shout out to Dom. Yeah, shout out to Dom. Uh, and it was like take a. It was like take a drink. Like every time someone does this, but take a shot every time someone says, uh, limited series. Yeah, limited edition. Mean, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, limited edition when they mean limited series. Like, it, that was why I said the shit about, uh, and like only having ever read Wikipedia yeah. for comic book pages. Like, he does. Like, then he then he says this wasn't a this wasn't a limited edition. It was an origin it's an origin story. story. It's like for wait for the world. Like for who was it an origin? Like what? It's just a, it's just a big. Face he fumbled ball. it. He fumbled it, and here's the thing. I think essentially you look at M Knight's his career, and it is essentially a a, a group of, uh, he he reels you back in with horror. He says got him. Then he tries to do his stupid shit again. Yeah. And then it fails. And I, I bet you next time he comes back is in two years. It's always two years. Yeah. It's gonna be horror again. It's gonna be something that I'm like, eh, that was okay. Then the next one I'll be like. I think okay. I'm off the train. I think I'm off the train. Yeah, this, this was like, I, <laughs> this could have nailed me down as I would have been like an apologist like for life ever yeah. if this had been good. And now I'm like, I know everything. Because if you pull this been, off, you have like, you've, you've managed to make three in a row. Yeah. And it's like a sequel that ties into something from basically 20 years yeah. ago. Like, it would have been It great. takes work. So yeah. 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 Work and like faith from fans yeah. and like, and he didn't do any of it. No, he, he failed completely. Absolutely not. Um, I I think I mean yeah, he'd have been if you have Six Sense Unbreakable, Split, and this the visit too. And the visit. If you have those five, you're you're good. You're good. You have five good films. Like, and the fact that you made so much shit and then literally dug yourself out of it, like because you felt like it. Exactly. That would have been so good. Uh, that's glass. Yeah. Uh, not a good movie at all. I think I, I don't know what's what's two years was coming two years after this, but I, I I like I said I'm off the train. I'm not keeping this movie uh, when it comes to the video store. Yeah, I I, I mean it's M Night as a whole. Um, I think a director once again someone who has I don't even know if he has grandiose or lofty ideas. I don't know what he like. Shout out to somebody who's clearly just not giving a shit. <laughs> like like if we can just like I don't. Obviously, I don't fuck with this guy at all anymore. No. But the fact that, like, there is a an, a non-white guy auteur director with the power to, like, 
keep getting people to talk about him and like he just does whatever the fuck he wants like it's it's kind of awesome i wish i liked the movies i would i wanted glass to be so good so bad and it's so bad it is bad how do you feel about m night cam Man, he, <laughs> you know, like, like I said, speechless. The, 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 yeah, speechless. Like uh, the Sixth Sense, really good. Unbreakable, really good. After that, it's I like, can't, like I said, can't it's hard to it. just keep getting. Like, what am I coming to the movies for? To see, what am I watching your films for at this point? Like, and like you said, even at the point where it looked like you were digging yourself out of the hole, like you, you this was gonna be the redemption story would have been amazing. Like yeah. you, you, you pull this off, and then you just completely like. Like just fucking ruined it. it. Yeah, exactly. Like fumbled it. All right, bro. Like I don't. I don't need to to come see you anymore, bro. Yeah. Like you. I w- I showed up. You're the one who didn't show up. Like, against all odds, I was still coming to the fucking movies, and you fucked it up. This is this is literally this is LeBron fifty one and J R Smith forgetting the fucking time on the clock. Oh boy. Like, yeah, and I just both got exactly. It might somehow both. M. Night's brain. That's the twist. That's yeah, yeah. Like the real life twist for M. Night. Both sides of his brain is literally. <laughs> yeah, like M. Night is like the Spider Man like pointing at, at yourself. Uh, so, yes, that, that is M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, and that is another episode of Late Fees. Um, once again, check us out uh, on RNC Radio. Ch- uh, follow us at RNC Radio. Uh, Pat, you have a, a show that has currently been airing yeah, we have on the RNC cable Radio. Box on RNC Radio right now. We are watching the first season. Third season. Third season. Wow. Third season. Not a limited edition. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is an origin story. Uh, we are watching the third season for the first season of the Cable Box, which is the third season of True Detective. Uh, it's actually pretty good, both the show and the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, so please check it out. Uh, you don't even. I have had people who don't even watch True Detective tell me they like the podcast. <laughs> I. It's very great. Awesome. So, uh, we also have the A Show that aired this week. We had two episodes of the A Show this week. We had the CM Punk episode on uh, Monday, and we had the newest episode that dropped this week. Uh, check that out if you are a wrestling fan. We're going to be going over the Warrior Rumble that is that is uh, you know airing this weekend. Pat, are you gonna we're gonna I watch think, Warrior yeah, Rumble? Yeah, I'm gonna try to. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna watch yeah. Warrior Rumble this weekend. Uh, we're gonna get into that, and we also have uh, RSBN with Mark and Jeff that came out this week, and we also have Two Belts with the Meals that drops every single Sunday. Oh, look out for uh, on the Super lookout. Broly just yes, came out. yes. The uh, the lookout with with uh, our our homeboy Balvin himself uh, joined the show to talk about the Dragon Ball movie. Actually, you know what? On on the A show this week, Mill said that he would have loved to do a lookout late fees we collab. Should, we could still do it. Actually, I think we should just do it. With the just the with just Dragon Ball movies, yeah. We're, we're getting Eric to watch Dragon Ball movies is. Gonna I don't be think he's gonna. I don't think he would do it. I think we just have to get meals and Jeff. To yeah, and just have just, just replace Eric for that week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We could do that next. Yeah, he would want us to do that. Yeah, he wants to do that. So yeah. we'll we'll figure out that that crossover yeah. in, in the next couple weeks. Yeah. So uh, for I mean, I mean, I think that it'd be great. I haven't. Yeah, watched that'd be great. Right. I mean, the, the good news is that it doesn't like at this point doesn't have to be timely. It would no. just be like good that we could sit down and, and do talk it. about It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So, I have to go see that movie. Um, but well, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta. I still have to see it too. So oh yeah, let's let's go. let's go yeah. check it out. So and until we see the the Broly movie, and until next time, uh, I'm Justin for Pat and Cam for late fees. Uh, the video store is closed. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace.